163 blast points this is Jason and this is Gabe and we're getting serious in episode 163 here we're talking about a very important topic in Star Wars explosions yeah Star Wars isn't just about fantasy science fiction myths legends it's also about things catching on fire and exploding things blowing up is just as important to the saga as the force, as the mystical energy fields, you would not have a mystical energy field without things blowing up. Well, speaking of things blowing up, oh my God, we are so close to Star Wars Celebration. <laughs> What's up? If we don't blow up before we get there, we'll probably explode once we get there. That's yeah, that's guaranteed. We're gonna we're gonna blow up. <laughs> if you see someone wrapped up in ace bandages, it's not a mummy. It's just me trying to keep my guts in. Yeah, as of recording, we are weeks away. We're less than thirty days away from celebration. It is it's right around the corner. It's not a surprise to anyone, but last week they announced that Friday, probably Friday morning, there's going to be an episode nine panel. Yeah, we were pretty sure that's what was going to happen, but it's always nice to know for real that that's what's going to happen. Maybe they'll tell us the title. It sure seems like they're going to wait and tell us the title at Celebration, which we haven't even seen like a good photo yet. We, you know, we've got like the rap photo of people hugging but we really don't know very much, except for blurry, distorted, leaked photos. Yeah, and even those didn't didn't give us much hint. We we just we're going off descriptions of what somebody saw at a Disney shareholders meeting or something. That's all we're scraping at crumbs. And in one hour, and some weeks from now, in Chicago, we're gonna go away with so much more episode nine knowledge. If Kathy Kennedy wasn't there. To remind him that they got to sell some tickets, 
if it was just JJ on stage, he would be showing us like family home videos. This is this is when my daughter first learned to walk, and he's like, "What? You guys want to hear about a Star Wars movie? No, 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 no." Just behind the scenes footage of uh, Mission Impossible Three, <laughs> some deleted scenes from Super Eight. Maybe it'll be a blurry photo, and you have to find a decoder on the floor somewhere of Celebration to decode it. That would kind of be cool if it was like a puzzle he had to solve at Celebration, but it would also be complete chaos because Celebration is pretty much complete chaos anyway, and tens of thousands of people running around trying to solve clues. (laughs) (laughs) It would literally turn into Midnight Madness. You'd have the teams. <laughs> There's just the great all-nighter around Chicago finding the clues. Well, maybe that wouldn't be so bad. Chair E point. You got the chair. You got the E. You got the point. Are they going to wait to tell us the title until the end of the teaser trailer? Who does that? That's crazy. Leave it to JJ. He's shaking it up. He's keeping it crazy. He's keeping us guessing. But what's interesting is that means if there's any sort of program or pamphlet or anything, right, it's not going to name have anything with the name. Like we knew what the Stormtrooper looked like at Celebration 7, right, before Force Awakens because there was a picture of it in the brochure or something, right? That's the only thing – I keep thinking about is it's it's just like Celebration Anaheim because, yeah, we didn't know what a stormtrooper looked like. And even crazier, we had no idea what Kylo Ren's mask looked like until we saw that teaser trailer. And then like an hour later, we were looking at the actual physical mask and costume at the props exhibit. And it was like, oh, my God, we're getting so much information so fast. This is kind of freaking me out a little bit. That's true, because that's the first time we saw the word resistance in First Order, too, was on those props. Right. And we were like, what does this mean? What's the Second Order? It's going to take me a while to get used to this. (laughs) After we went to the Force Awakens trailer and the prop exhibit, we were just in a daze of like, oh, there's too much to process. It's going to be like that again. I wonder if if they're going to have props this time, too, because that was the weird thing at the last celebration, right? There was no Last Jedi props. It was weird. It's weird. So maybe they're too secret. Maybe that gives away too much. Insanely excited and also terrified of this episode nine panel. <laughs> it's going to be intense. And then there's four more days or three more days after. No, it's in the morning. It's four more days. Yeah. Well, think about the Mandalorian, too. What do we know about the Mandalorian? All we've seen is one photo. Granted, it's more than we've seen of episode nine. <laughs> At least we know what the show's called. All we've seen is that Mandalorian walking through the town. I mean, there have been spy stuff, and officially all we've seen is him cruising through the town. We really don't know anything. And that's the last, they have not announced any Disney Plus stuff panel yet, right? As far as recording this, not yet. And so far as of recording, Friday's episode 9, Monday's Phantom Menace 20th anniversary, and was it Saturday or Sunday is the animation stuff? There's Clone Wars in there. There's a Rebels thing. There's a Galaxy's Edge thing. We're getting, it's getting so close. We're going to start counting down in in minutes instead of days. So get your affairs in order. Say goodbye to your family if they're not coming with you. (laughs) Start, start packing your bags. I keep thinking there's so much stuff to do, but I'm running out of time. So 
It's, you know, going to celebration is kind of like walking on hot coals. You can think about it and think about it and think about it, but eventually you just got to do it. And you just got to run out there on those hot coals. And if you got to wear the same clothes for five days and sleep on a cardboard box, there, you'll probably have someone to hang out with because there's probably somebody else doing it. So, so don't feel bad. You'll fit right in. Well, let's talk about some of the some of the awesome guests that have been announced. I one that I was really happily surprised. Aaron Kellyman, Solo's Enfys Nest is going to be there. That is super cool. Her reveal was like such a big secret. Like, who's Enfys Nest? It's Boba Fett. You know all that stuff. She well, she couldn't do any publicity before the movie came out. Everyone loved her so much, and now it's kind of cool that she can kind of bask in all the Enfys Nest love that's going to be going on there. Yeah, I hope they have her doing something other than just the autograph photo stuff, an all Enfys Nest panel or something. Or they just put her on a golf cart and drive her around so she can wave to everybody. <laughs> With the Enfys Nest theme song playing in the back. Another awesome announcement. Hugh Corshi himself, Captain Panaka, is going to be there. <laughs> Panaka. I was just slowly getting used to the fact that there's really going to be a 20th anniversary Phantom Menace panel. And now there's really going to be Panaka walking around. They, I, they know what people want. They want Grumpy Panaka. People want to jam the doors. Jam the doors. I can't believe we always say, don't really do autographs. But man... A photograph of Panaka and be like, can, can you just write jam the doors on there for me? <laughs> can you answer my phone and just say, Panaka? <laughs> That's all I want for my answering machine. <laughs> my voicemail. Panaka. This is the tip of the iceberg. You know, what more secrets for Phantom Menace for 20th anniversary are, are lurking underneath. Because, of course, the other huge deal is Ahmed Best is going to be there. <laughs> Hoped it would happen. It's happening. It's the best thing ever. People are going to clap and cheer so much. There'll only be five minutes left for the panel at the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and then everyone will be mad at Jar Jar again because everyone clapped so much that the panel was too short. <laughs> well, I just, I love it because, you know, whenever anyone talks about that Ahmed Best confirmed that he is going to be at the Phantom Menace panel, it's like everyone says, I want to be there for his standing ovation. Every it's it's just a given that we are going to stand and we are going to clap for Ahmed Best. He's going to be covered in tears and guts of people crying and exploding in the audience. They're going to have to towel him off, give him a shower, but it'll be worth it. Yeah, because it's like I still remember when Hayden Christensen was announced for last celebration, and some people were like, "Ooh, Hayden Christensen, what's?" How are people going to react to that? People went nuts. Well, you know, that's the thing. People are always like, oh, you know, the the backlash and blah, 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 and celebration. It's going to get weird. It's like, no, those people go, but they're so outnumbered. And you can't be grumpy at celebration. And if you are, if you kind of like, well, I don't like, there's 10,000 other people that do. (laughs) 
You can go wait outside and be grumpy. And then it's Chicago. You'll get too cold and you'll come back in and you'll be happy because it's celebration. We love Ahmed best. We love Jar Jar Binks. And yeah, it's, I feel like ever since we started going in celebration two and three, we were like, oh man, I wish Ahmed best would come. I still wish he would be a stage host. I think he would be one of the best stage hosts ever, but maybe next one. Yeah. I'm glad that they had Warwick Davis back though, at least, but he's no Ahmed best. Too busy being Warwick Davis. Willow. It's it's getting so close. No, thank you, sir. No. Might not think so. Don't be alarmed. It's only a laser sword fight. Don't be scared. It's only the Death Star destroying another world. Relax. It's only a movie, and it's all for fun. Director George Lucas and 20th Century Fox present Star Wars. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. All right. Explosions. It's time to get serious. Explosions in Star Wars. There's more than one. Maybe more than two. I think there's thousands. There very well could be thousands. There's definitely hundreds, maybe thousands. Explosions have been a part of Star Wars since right after that first opening crawl in 1977. We were getting explosions left and right in A New Hope. Explosions have been a constant in Star Wars. They've always been there. We've had big explosions. We've had little explosions. We've had quiet explosions. We've had loud explosions. But explosions have always existed in Star Wars, and you can't have a Star Wars movie without some explosions. No, explosions are one of the key ingredients. They're in the DNA of what is Star Wars. There's the Force, there's good, there's evil, and there's things exploding. Sometimes there's fire, sometimes there's not. We should establish some rules here. We're going to go through each Star Wars film, and what we're going to do is we're going to talk about Three, sometimes maybe one or two more, explosions that we have picked as our personal favorite explosions from each Star Wars film. And these explosions are picked on a basis of three things. Size, sound, and feeling. Feeling being like the emotional impact of an explosion. Because like everything else in Star Wars, it's not always the surface level. There's Sometimes there's layers. There's deeper meaning. You've got to look beyond what you just see on screen. There's another layer going on. Yeah, You can't just see an explosion. You have to feel it. Your eyes can deceive you. Don't trust them. How do you feel when an explosion happens? Don't think about it. Feel. Explosions are very much like the Force in every way. George Lucas' original vision for Star Wars was full of explosions. And the new generation of filmmakers have carried that on. We've got explosions like crazy in all the new films. Yeah, a little-known secret is there's a template that they use when they write scripts for Star Wars movies, and it already has explosions in it. And you just write the story around the explosions. If you think about it, it's true. If you concentrate on the Force, the living Force, not the cosmic, well, the cosmic Force, too, they'll both tell you that explosions are key to Star Wars. Maybe that's why some of the, some Star Wars books... I start reading about 10 pages in and I just throw it over my shoulder because I'm like, no explosions. 
Sometimes there's an explosion on the cover, and then you know it's something that's worth your time. The name is called Star Wars. You can't have wars without explosions. Right? You can't have stars without explosions. Stars are explosions. The real name of the Star Wars saga is Explosions, Explosions. Explosions, Explosions, Episode 4, A New Hope. Explosions, Explosions, Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back, and so forth. So what do you say we start going into our our list of our personal picks for explosions? We're going to go we're going to do this in chronological order, starting with episode 1. Well, and although we've picked kind of a top 3, they're in no particular order because they're all good. They're all number 1. We're not picking any favorites here. And you may have your own personal Star Wars explosions that you think are quintessential. And feel free to share them with us. Post it on our social media. Let us know. So starting with episode one, this explosion starts episode one. It is the Jedi shuttle exploding in the hangar at the beginning of the film. Captain, look! The size, it's, it's a good size. The sound is very impressive. It's Ben Burt magic. And the feeling, I think this one really hits all three of those benchmarks. Because we're, we're, we're lured into the beginning of episode one with a sense of, oh, okay, this is the Jedi going about their business. But then there's this huge, nasty explosion, and it rocks the whole movie into motion. Kicks it into overdrive. And it's like, it's a chain reaction, multi-tiered, bubbling explosion that starts from the front of the ship and works its way throughout the ship. So you know, hey, this is a Star Wars movie. I just saw something explode. The Jedi whip their lightsabers out, and it's off to the races because it never lets down. Our next explosion, a very, very somber one, if we're going to go by feeling, Rats Tyrell's pod race exploding. <laughs> This one really uh, ramps up the emotion if you've seen the deleted scenes and saw that his family was there watching him that day. I don't like thinking about it. He just lets out that that horrible sound. He's just thinking about his family as he explodes. His kids were so proud. That one kid's got like toy pod racers. They're so proud of their, their, their father. Rats. That Tyrell family. What happened to them after the Boonti Eve race? I don't know. I hope he has insurance. <laughs> I wonder if there's pod racer insurance. Well. Because it could have all been like an insurance scam. And he kind of, that's why he screamed so loud. So everyone's like, oh, look, it's rats. Tyra, what's he screaming about? And then he exploded so that his family could get the insurance money. Wow. That's heavy. It's a big explosion for a little <laughs> pod because he basically fills that whole cave with fire and it shoots out of the cave after after little Anakin. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of explosions in the pod race. I don't know. I think this one is the, the peak. And the next one, it's not Phantom Menace without our man Panaka. And this is a special kind of explosion. Later in the film, when they're attacking uh, the castle to try to catch the Viceroy, uh, after they use their ascension guns, Panaka explodes a window with uh, his gun. With a fabulous 
gun motion where he just kind of shakes it. <laughs> he let that window know who's boss. This is Panaka. He's, he's, he's got so much anger, Captain Panaka, and he's just releasing it all on that Nabu window. He probably hates those windows. He's probably like, I'm working here every day. Hate these stupid windows. I have a good chance, good reason now to smash one of them up. Well, and it lets everybody know, you know, in Star Wars, it doesn't have to, there doesn't have to be fire to be an explosion. It can, sometimes it's just taking out your aggression on some glass. Star Wars is not just one thing. It's not just for one kind of person. It's not just one kind of movie. It's layered. And so are the explosions. So I think we have uh, some honorable mentions here that we just couldn't talk about explosions and Phantom Menace and not mention. Uh, The first one is that lone Naboo ship that uh, I think gets shot coming out of the hangar and just crashes off in the corner. And it seems like 20 minutes you're just watching it get tinier and tinier and tinier. Until it crashes into the swamps. This is so weird. (laughs) We've got to have that part. Really, George, we we don't have to show this. We can cut away. No, 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 no. Got to see it. Hold on it. A little bit longer. No, it's my movie, not yours. (laughs) We also have the the Droidicas, the Destroyer Droids, right after Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan force run out of there after it's a standoff they shoot some pretty serious blasts at the blast door and then last but not least the droid control ship explosion little anakin skywalker size that one that one takes it in size yeah it's a huge one it's probably the first explosion you ever saw from phantom menace right because that was the or at least the biggest that was one of the big that was the end of one of the 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 teaser trailer even wasn't it or the first, or the first full trailer. There's definitely one of them ends because remember it explodes and then it flies through the hangar and blows a bunch of battle droids up. Mm-hmm. This is pod racing, and then it goes out into space. Yeah, and then the whole thing blows up. It's a big one. All right, moving on to episode two. It begins very much like episode one, and we're going to see a theme developing here of these movies beginning with a big explosion of a ship blowing up. Episode two. On the landing platform, Padme's ship blows up. I guess I was wrong. There was no danger at all. <laughs> Typo should have kept his mouth shut, but he had to say, I guess there was no danger at all. <laughs> but just as that comes out of his mouth, boom. Everything's going to be okay now. <laughs> and much like the explosion starting Phantom Menace, it's a multi-tiered, layered, rolling, boom, 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 boom. And then even I think one of the Naboo starfighters blows up too, right? Like it's just a chain reaction of Star Wars. Well, and very much like Phantom Menace, it lulls you in with some very pretty shots. You got some people talking to who you think is Padme, Queen Amidala. She's not Queen anymore. She's just Padme. You think, okay, here we go. This is some Star Wars. This is here we go. This is going to be cool. And then, boom, wake you up. Big explosion. Next, we have potentially one of the most famous signature explosions in all of the Star Wars films. Django Fett's seismic charge. It's a work of art, the seismic charge. 
It should be in a museum, maybe at the Lucas Museum. There'll just be like a room you go into where you just put on headphones and you listen to it, and it's just that scene on a loop. Yeah, well, hopefully you don't have to listen to headphones. They just have the biggest, loudest speaker, like the Back to the Future speaker or something. (laughs) And you go into a room and they shut the door so it doesn't explode the rest of the building, and they just play the seismic charge. You sit down, they hand out programs. They have maybe they serve refreshments, <laughs> and then they just play the seismic charge again. It's like the Maxell tapes guy. You just sit in a chair, blows you back. Everybody's got to put safety goggles on. They collect your phones so the screens don't crack. Next one, we've got the big ball separatist ship crashing into Geonosis, and this is kind of like the Panaka one. This crashes into the ground in Geonosis, kicks up a lot of dirt, a lot of dust. We don't really have fire, but you don't need it. This is a grand explosion. Yeah, just because there's not fire, it can still be an explosion. This kicks off endless amounts of shots of battle droids and clone troopers walking through like red dust and dirt yeah this has the double effect of being its own giant explosion and then the dust kicked up is like explosion enhancer the air gets so dusty that all the explosions that come after that are even more explosive so it's like an explosion that creates explosions it's like the name of the movie explosion explosions yeah it, it is explosion explosion which maybe the movie should have been called Explosion, Explosion, Attack of the Explosion. That would really be appropriate. Yeah. Maybe more. Maybe it would make more sense than Attack of the Clones. Yeah, do you think people would have been more okay with Attack of the Explosion? Yes. Do you think when Jocasta New talks about the Lost 20, that any of the Lost 20 were just explosions? Yes. I think there is a bust that is just like kind of like things blowing up, frozen in time. I believe that. All right, so moving on to episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Our first one is an all-time classic for the whole family, Grievous's guts exploding. So uncivilized. Yeah, this may be the... Everyone thought the... Episode three was PG thirteen because of the uh, the Anakin Obi Wan action at the end, or Vader, you know, getting burned. But really, it was probably because Grievous had an external gut sack, and that gut sack gets shot by a laser, bursts into flames, and explodes, including his eyeballs. It's really weird. It's a really weird thing. This might be our first organic explosion where like living tissue is exploding. As opposed to machines or dirt. Mm, mm. This, I think, in addition to size, sound, and feeling, probably had a really interesting smell if you were there. Oh, just nasty. Just nasty. <laughs> yeah. Just roasted guts. What's the deal with Grievous's guts anyways? They're old and they're probably funky to begin with. That might have been why Obi-Wan moved to the desert, because he just had to get away from that smell. <laughs> There's just in that dry heat and sand, there's just nothing to smell. <laughs> we get to the Obi-Wan miniseries on Disney Plus. He'll be talking to someone at like a cantina in Tatooine. 
<laughs> I'm so traumatized. And someone be like, why? Because of your failings, to, to failure teaching your Padawan? No, the smell of those guts. Disgusting. <laughs> That's why he hung out in the cantina so much. Just to, he, just to smell anything other than Grievous's guts. <laughs> Can't get it out of my nose. <laughs> we didn't see the scene where he just shoved his face in Chewbacca's armpits. <laughs> <laughs> anything, please. <laughs> Up next... The Force Lightning Ball Explosion with Yoda versus Palpatine. Mm. Yeah, this this explosion isn't even of stuff. It's the Force. The stuff between the stuff can explode in Star Wars. If you take a little bit of good, a little bit of evil... You mix it up into a ball, it explodes. Sends both of them flying backwards. Which you get a little taste of this too between uh, Anakin and Obi Wan when they're they're doing the force push standoff. You get like a, a like a lighter version of the uh, light dark mixture force explosion. Kylo and Ray in the Last Jedi. It's pretty similar. Um, but we're moving ahead. Our, our next one from Revenge of the Sith is this is a sad one. Get ready. The death of Plo Koon. It will be done, my lord. But at least he went out in a blaze of glory. Bon Jovi was singing a song. He could hear it in the radio because his ship blows up. His cockpit blows up. I think he blows up. He crashes into a building. The building blows up. Do you think Plo Koon's favorite movie was Young Guns 2? I'm sure it was. But he didn't know He didn't know it was a sequel. He just thought everyone else liked Young Guns 2. Because ah. he thought everyone liked Young Guns. That would be pretty cool if you were like, Plo, cool, what's, <laughs> Plo, Plo Koon, what's your favorite movie? And he said Young Guns 2. And be like, oh, do you like Young Guns 2 more than Young Guns 1? And he's like, what's Young Guns 1? <laughs> Like, wow, Plo Koon. I thought he would just ask, hey, do you like Young Guns too? Because he loves Young Guns. And everyone's like, no, I just like the first one. And he was just like, there's two of them? <laughs> you got Chicken. Let's move on to Solo. What's, what's our first one from Solo? Not quite as at the beginning and not quite as... Intense as the seismic charges, but we do have the coaxium heist gone wrong coaxium explosion where they basically blow up a mountain. It's, it's seismic charge-esque, if you will. It's a very good explosion. There aren't a lot of explosions in that first half of Solo. So when you do get this one, a very, very big one, it kind of makes up for the lack of explosions in the first 20 minutes or so. Well, you did get, just before this, you got Val exploding. Whee! But it's it's fire. It's orange. It's fire. You've seen it before. It's sad. It's sad. Yeah, it's a bummer. But then with this, they're like, you thought we were giving you your big explosion already. But no, no, no. Here's an explosion you've never seen before. This is this is coaxium. This is serious stuff. It explodes and takes out mountains. Speaking of coaxium, our next one 
is the the Fast and the Furious moment with the coaxium reaction inside the Falcon. explosion that has a big impact that's kind of a message of star wars in a way isn't it like you know the littlest things sometimes bring down the empire it's the spark that lights the fire that burns the force order down which even in that they're talking about an explosion someone should have said basically what you're saying holdo is explosions explosions like the name of this movie explosions explode and explode explosions and those explosions will explode the first order down. Our next one is a really good one. Enfys Nest flying down from like a cliff or whatever the heck she's on with her power staff. It hits the ground. All of Dryden Voss's dogmen's go flying through the air. We knew Enfys Nest was cool. But we didn't know she was that cool that she has a staff that just makes explosions whenever it hits the ground. And that staff is how the rebellion was formed by explosions. By explosions and explosions, explosions. The movie. All right, let's move on to Rogue One. What's our first one in Rogue One? Well, Rogue One, surprisingly or not surprisingly, is all about the Death Star. And surprise, surprise, the Death Star is basically explosion star. Or explosion, explosion, the thing, not to be confused with explosion, explosion, the title of the films. And it blows up Jetta City pretty darn good. In the data vault at the Citadel Tower on Scarif, any pressurized explosion to the reactor module will set off a chain reaction that will destroy the entire station. Big explosion. Very long explosion. It's kind of like a mix of all kinds of Star Wars explosions because it's very long. It's got rocks and stuff blowing up. It's got a little bit of fire. At the end, it has a lot of bit of fire. It's fire that goes into space. It's the last thing Saw Gerrera ever saw. It is a little bit sad, but that's that's the way he wanted to go out. Yeah. So it definitely has size, definitely has sound, and it has a lot of feeling. It's like grease. It's the word that you heard. It's got move, it's got move, it's got feeling. Anyway, moving on, moving on. Um, the next one, oh, X-Wings crashing into the shield. Yes. Come on, come on, come on! Well, in a movie full of stuff we never saw before, we never saw this. We never saw a ship actually crashing into a shield. This is what would have happened to all the ships in Return of the Jedi if they didn't realize the shields were still up. Oh, yeah. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. I never thought about that. But, yeah, that's what could have happened. Yeah. There have been a lot of things, a lot of explosions. Well, our last one is 
a pretty epic explosion, Scarif. Yeah, return of our friend the Death Star, Tarkin's Revenge. He aims the Death Star at Krennic and blows up Scarif base. And, you know, I guess that's the theme of Rogue One is the Death Star blows things up and they explode very slowly. Rogue One, may the Force be with you. Yeah, maybe that's part of them. They're They're just testing it out, getting the kinks out. They have it on slow mode. It's like your blender. There's like the slow and then there's fast. And they were just they were just going for slow. They wanted to chop up some ice. Let's, let's not go crazy. We just bought this blender. Yeah. I don't know. It might might blow up at any moment. Yeah. It's got size. It's got sound. And it's kind of sad. Jin and Kazian hug as the screen goes white. It's a lot of feeling. It's a lot of feeling. Darth Vader watches it from space. Well, that's, that's a good time to move on to episode four. What's our first one from episode four? All right, episode four. The original Death Star explosion. Alderaan. Commence primary ignition. Alderaan. That's a classic. And it's a classic two times over. With the special editions, we got the original explosion and an enhanced explosion because Star Wars is all about explosions. And if you're going to make a special edition, you got to enhance the meat of the saga. You got to make the explosions better. That's one thing with the special editions. I don't think anyone was surprised when the explosions were ramped up to a ridiculous degree because, I mean, George Lucas knew. If you're going to do a special edition, you got to make those explosions more explosion-y. Do you think anyone has a shirt that says explosion exploded first? No. (laughs) Maybe it's celebration. I'm only into the original explosions. Well, that brings us to our next explosion. The Death Star exploding at the end of the movie. Which is also enhanced in the special edition. Got that cool ring coming out of it and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like poetry. It rhymes. Alderaan explodes. And then later in the film, the Death Star explodes. Set the stage for explosions to come afterwards. Everyone wanted to have a cool ring coming out of their explosion. It was like special editions asked that explosion to marry them. Will you marry me? I'm going to put this ring on you. And the Death Star explosion said, I do. And they've been married ever since. Our last one is a very special one. The Death Star. They're on the Death Star. They're about to go get Leia out of uh, Detention Block A23, and they blow up all the security cameras, and it goes on for 75 minutes. It's just endless amounts of security cameras constantly blowing up. Look out, he's loose!
movie full of really weird stuff. This part is still really weird to me. <laughs> did, I ever, did I ever say when I was a little kid, I always thought there were like bugs on the wall? I, I think you told me that once. I had a similar thing. I didn't, I never knew if they were sensors or cameras or speakers or whatever, but I always remember getting to that part and like they're just blowing up anything that was on the wall. <laughs> they just hated those walls. Well, let's move on to episode five, The Empire Strikes Back. What's our first one? Well, because it's not a Star Wars movie without some explosions at the beginning, we have the big the big boy of the beginning explosions. Veers shows up in his AT-AT and target maximum firepower. They blow up the shield generator. That's a really good explosion. Like I said, it's bright. It's white. I love that Veers... He's got like his periscope thing he's looking at, but then he wants to see it with his own eyes. Yeah. He goes out like, oh, yeah, we blew that thing up. He knows what's up. He knows what movie he's in. Explosions, explosions. He wanted to suck it all up into his eyes. Up next, the asteroid field. Yeah, there's a bunch of good explosions in there, but there's one. There's a star of the asteroid field. It's the the spinning tide. Sometimes in Star Wars, you just got to watch a ship crash. And there can never be too much things spinning in Star Wars. Stay tuned to our future episode about how Star Wars is all about spinning. We joke, but it could happen. And yeah, it it may happen because it's true. Our our (laughs) next one in The Emperor Strikes Back is Luke blows up an AT-AT with a little grenade thing he flows in there. And I really like this one because the AT-AT's like, quote, head explodes. And then it just slowly comes down to the ground. Well, he did throw it into its stomach, so it it gave it like an upset stomach and it had like acid reflux or something. And it tried to throw up, but it didn't have a mouth, so its head just exploded. (laughs) Let's move on to Return of the Jedi, which is an embarrassment of riches of Star Wars explosions. No surprise it's Return of the Jedi. Little known secret, before it was Revenge of the Jedi, it was called Return of the Explosions. (laughs) Very appropriate. And they decided to keep the return part, but get rid of the explosions and then get rid of the revenge part and keep the of the Jedi. Makes total sense to me. Yeah. One of the first and one of the biggest is Jabba's sail barge. This is a truly epic explosion. This feels like, I mean, other than planets exploding, like this is the biggest Star Wars explosion to that point in time when Return of the Jedi came out. Like, that's a big explosion. I wonder if there's anybody who got that uh, HasLab big <laughs> sail barge and blew it up. <laughs> I really hope so. If they haven't done it yet, I hope somebody, yes, somebody I hope will blow theirs up because it's only appropriate 
If you're going to be screen accurate, you got to blow it up. If you really love Star Wars like you say you do, you'll blow it up. What's our next one? Well, because it's not a Star Wars movie without a Death Star exploding. The explosion of Death Star number two. Wedge shoots the reactor. We get some electricity going on. An explosion that chases the Millennium Falcon from the inside all the way to the outside of the Death Star. Yeah. (laughs) This is the explosion that probably broke more Super Nintendo controllers than any other explosion, maybe. So I was I was just going to say, never forget Super Return of the Jedi. You beat the Emperor. You think you beat, the, you beat the game. You throw your controller down in the ground, start dancing around. Nope. You got to escape from the Death Star. Yep. You got to outrun that fire. <laughs> oh, it was the hardest thing in the world. I don't think you ever did it, did you? No, I never did. Because I was so bitter because I spent four months trying to beat the freaking Emperor. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. And last for Return of the Jedi, we have the ginormous Darth Vader capital ship, the executor or executor, depending on who you are and how you pronounce things. It falls and crashes into the Death Star in a wonderful ball of exploding fire. Too late! One of my favorite things, too, is the wonderful blue screen of those slow motion of those Imperial guys jumping out of the explosion. They didn't fix that in Special Edition because you can't improve on perfection. Let's let's move on to The Force Awakens. Force Awakens was coming out. There was the, the YouTube video where they were telling J.J. what Star Wars is all about, how it was a Western and all that nonsense. He didn't listen to that because he knew that Star Wars is about explosions. And he filled his film with explosions. It's a sequel to Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi has explosions out the wazoo. Force Awakens maybe has the most explosions since Return of the Jedi. And they're, all his explosions were delightful. It was so hard picking just three. But what, what was it, what's our first one? So our first one, just because it was unique, is Finn's TIE Fighter. That just gets sucked up by sand and then explodes under the sand. Did a monster eat his TIE fighter? I don't think we know. The only thing, the only hint is uh, Ray telling BB-8 not to go to the part where there's like sinking sand or something, right? So maybe that's the same thing and it was just the pressure of all the sand. Yeah, because there's weird sounds during that part. Mm-hmm. But then also there's a Kojima guy like living under the sand and based on Forces of Destiny, those guys cause trouble. I don't know if the Kojima guy is big enough to eat an X-Wing, though. A TIE fighter. A, a TIE fighter, I mean. Maybe he's just a baby. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. You know. All right. Our next one is the destruction of Starkiller Base. A truly unique explosion. Not only does Starkiller explode, it kind of 
shrinks back into itself and turns into a star for a little bit. It's like explosion, explosion becomes a star because it's Star Wars. The titles just sort of came up when that happened. Star Wars. You just saw Star Wars. You know, it's like how in Star Trek First Contact, like how Zephram Cochran was like, you guys must be on some kind of Star Trek. That was the closest we're going to get to that moment. <laughs> I, I hope in Episode 9 someone says, wow, we're, we're sure in some Star Wars right now. Oh, I have my fingers crossed. I, I would clap in the audience. I'd be like, thank you. Hey, maybe it's Star Wars Episode Nine, the Star Wars, right? We've, that's that's at the top of the list for pretty much everybody, I think, at this point. Okay, what's our next one? Next one is another another thing Force Awakens gave us we never saw before, and it was a dramatic close up of Chewbacca's fingers as he pushes a button and blows up a bunch of charges that him and Han Solo set. <laughs> Breakfast sausage fingers. Mm-hmm. Well, they look good. <laughs> no. I, where's the Jimmy Dean Chewbacca fingers? Breakfast sausages. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's an explosion with size, with sound, and a lot of feeling because Chewbacca's raging. He's got to blow He's got to blow him up because he's mad, but he's also got to blow him up because that was the last thing him and Han did together, and he wants to make sure that they finish what they started. And Kylo Ren's on that little platform, and he looks up, what the... <laughs> No, no, I'm really mad. Well, let's move on to The Last Jedi. All right. The first one in the long tradition of outrageous Star Wars explosions, we get Admiral Holdo's sacrifice. We start with an exploding lightsaber and immediately cut to a starship flying at light speed through an entire fleet and a giant starship. And we get maybe the biggest explosion ever in Star Wars ever. It's like just juxtaposed with there's there's a, a quote small explosion with the the force explosion with the lightsaber, and then a giant explosion with the Holdo explosion. Well, it's like all of Star Wars in one moment as we get force exploding, the good and the evil mixing together and making an explosion, and we get a straight up ships crashing into ships at light speed explosion. It's all of Star Wars right there. Our next one, all those AT-ATs shooting everything at Luke Skywalker.
pretty good. That's a pretty good explosion. Last Jedi might not have as many explosions as some of the other films, but I think it really makes its explosions count. That's kind of Last Jedi. Maybe it doesn't have as much as other Star Wars movies, whatever that thing is. But what does it have? what it does have is kind of it's pretty cool. It knows what it's doing with what it has. It's playing it smart. Yeah. Now our next one and our final explosion. Uh, what do we have for that? We have Finn and Rose kissing as a giant door explodes behind them because a miniature Death Star laser is shooting it. Save what we love. Again, another all of Star Wars coming together. Saving what you love while a Death Star explodes something. A giant door. Which is another Star Wars. That'll When we're done with the spinning, Star Wars is spinning episode, we will do the Star Wars is giant doors episode. You think we're joking. Maybe we're not. Probably not. Well, what, what have we learned today? What do, what do you think, Gabe? Explosions are important. Explosions have meaning. Explosions are life. We might not even have life if it wasn't for explosions. So... Don't underestimate explosions, because Star Wars doesn't underestimate them. I've learned that grease is the word, the word that you heard. Doesn't it have groove and meaning? Isn't that what it has? I think so. I think. Kenner's Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back Collection. New Imperial attack base that you put together. Stormtroopers behind that gun! Chewbacca, New Han, Solo, and Imperial Stormtrooper action figures each sold separately. You can press the ice levers to pretend the mine explodes. You okay? Yeah! And make the bridge fall. That was close. Commandos in sight. Fire! Nice job! Imperial attack base from Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back Collection. Action figures each sold separately. New from Kenner. This is actor and creature performer details from a few of these Star Wars movies set in a galaxy far, far away. And you're tuned in to the Blast Points podcast. May the force be with you. All right, iTunes reviews. It is time to get caught up and read some of the reviews you folks, the listeners, have left us. We appreciate it so much when you folks write something. It helps us out so much, and it's always just it's great reading what, what folks are saying. So let's head over to iTunes. Let's read some of our latest reviews. What's our first one, Gabe? All right. Our first one is Please Read! Exclamation Points by Bub Majif. Bub Majif. Yeah. That sounds familiar. And this says, this podcast is amazing. I listen to it while I work. Best Star Wars podcast in the galaxy. Hey, can you guys do an episode on droids? In general, not the cartoon. Also, background droids, not main characters like R2 or BB-8. And your top ten favorites. Thanks for the laughs and fun times. Bubba Jeff, uh, we promise we are going to do a droids episode. you got to be patient. we got import- we got explosions. Episode 9, celebration. Things are happening, but this droids episode... Let's, let's make a pledge that the droids episode can probably, maybe, hopefully happen in 2019. Yeah, I think there's a very good chance we can make that happen. We might have to put off Star Wars is about spinning 
and Star Wars is about big doors, but I probably would be okay. We can get to the droids. Thank you, Bubba Jeff. Yes, thank you. Our next one is from Ethan J. Hall, and he titled it The Sagwa Continues to be Incredible. Hello there. I've been listening to Blast Points for almost a year now, and being someone who grew up in the prequel era and lives in a void with almost zero fellow Star Wars lovers, it's hard to get through each week. I'm constantly faced with people who don't even know that Star Wars exists But thankfully, I can always count on Jason and Gabe to get my weekly in-depth discussions of Star Wars that are always positive, thought-provoking, intellectual, relevant, and just a good time. Nothing makes me happier than to know that there are other people out there that love Star Wars like I do, and the prequels, and want to discuss every aspect of it all the time in a respectful, engaging, and entertaining way. Love the sound bites, impressions, and every ounce of originality that comes with each episode. If you're in the market for a Star Wars podcast, look no further. Thank you, Jason and Gabe. May the force be with you always. Ethan J. Hall. Wow. Holy smokes. Yeah. Thank you. Very, yeah. Thank you. That was very nice. Who are these people that don't know Star Wars exists? I don't, they probably get a lot more sleep than we do, though. <laughs> well, thank, thank you, Ethan J. Hall. Yeah. Thank you, Ethan. All right, next we have Blast Into Hyperspace with Blast Points by Travis B824. If you like Star Wars, obscure references, and or fun, you will love Blast Points. Yaddle, Lumpy, Ewok Adventures, Anthony Daniels' incredibly weird, incredibly improved new wonder column in space, they cover it all. This is one of the best podcasts out there, and you can tell Jason and Gabe have a true passion for talking all things Star Wars. The production and mixing of different sound bites, music, and random old Star Wars commercials is second to none. If you decide to blast into hyperspace with blast points, you will not be disappointed. Yeah, thank you, Travis B824. Yeah. Shout outs to Yaddle and Lumpy and the Anthony Daniels incredibly weird improved <laughs> Wonder Column in space. Ho- hopefully you're mentioning that because you made it through the episode. And if you didn't make it through that episode, we wouldn't we won't hold it against you. I went back and listened to that one recently. It's 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 pretty. It's a good one. It is a good one. Thank you again, Travis B eight two four. Our last one is from Cat six three six four five. I listen to this podcast in the car, doing the dishes, walking the dog. It's hilarious. The sound effects themselves are worth subscribing to this podcast. It really makes me think hard about Chewbacca. Well, it happens. <laughs> Sometimes it's just that time of the day where you got to think hard about Chewbacca. If we're helping you think really hard about Chewbacca, then we've done our job. You're doing the right thing. Well, thank you, Cat 63645, Travis B824, Ethan J. Hall, and Bub Majif. Thank you. Leave us a review over there on iTunes, and we'll read yours on an upcoming show just like we did all those. Thank, thank you. you. Thank 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 you. Hi, JJ Abrams here. On behalf of the entire cast and crew of Star Wars Episode 7, thank you.
And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. lastpointspodcast.com Instagram Twitter Facebook and on Facebook sign up for the Blast Points Super Chill Group where it's always Blast Points time every time all the time maybe we should call it Explosions Explosions Group on Explosion Book but I think that was taken and if you like the show and you want to help us out you can sign up for our Patreon and you can help out the show, and you can also get a few bonus episodes each month. And just out a few days ago is our review of Captain Marvel, and we'll have some more fun stuff for you in April. Mm-hmm. We're going to be going into lots of celebration stuff in April. It's going to be kind of celebration month in April, and... I wonder how we'll mix Celebration Month with Phantom Menace Year in the beginning of April. Hmm. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see for that. But Also, heads up, listeners, there will be no new episode next week. I know. I know. I'm sorry. But think of it as a chance to get some rest before we go into Celebration. <laughs> it's it's the, a big, deep breath before Celebration knocks the wind out of you. Yeah, for and before all heck breaks loose there in April. So, yeah, no new episode next week. We're taking a week off. But, yeah, take it as a chance to go back and listen to the Anthony Daniels Incredibly Improved Wonder Column in Space episode. And if you, you know, sign up for the Patreon, we got, like, we got a Star Crash commentary. We got a King of the Crystal Skull commentary, Force Awakens, all kinds of cool stuff. But that about wraps up episode number 163 here. Explosions, 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 explosions. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Phantom Menace year, celebration month. We're coming into the crazy times, folks. It's it's only going to get wilder and faster and more intense. Enjoy the calm while you can. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. Story. Did I tell you the other day I went and saw like a high school production of Grease and it was terrible? <laughs> Were there explosions? No, and I think that was the problem. Did you do that today? No, it was a couple weeks ago. Oh man. It was a date night with my wife and there wasn't anything else going on. So I took her to see a high school <laughs> performance of Grease. Well, then that's funny because none of your kids are in high school. No, it was they there's just like a community theater down the street, and sometimes they have like adult shows but this was just high school kids
So which kind of fit because it was Greece and it was all high school kids and they were really high school kids. So you would think it would have been like the best version of Greece you could ever see, but it wasn't quality. No, no, that's that's a shame. Yeah. So I learned my lesson. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha!